Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right. Well, I had to do the introduction on this one because this is one of Stacey's big heroes going back to 2017, yep. you know, in that range. It got a little bit out of hand with today's guest where, you know, at dinner, we're all together and anything people would would bring up was only like one degree of separation from bringing up something that this person had just said the day before. Uh, uh, she had the 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 action figures, the lunch pail, the the figure, the cups, like everything to go along with today's guest, one of our favorite peoples, and uh, just an incredible, uh, I'd say, voice in the prophetic community, yes. Johnny Enlow. <laughs> uh, that's a great introduction. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, we've been at dinner and somebody says, hey, can you pass the peas? Oh, are you joking? Did you hear what Johnny Enlow said yesterday? <laughs> Did you hear him say about the peas of God that's coming in? Exactly. Yeah. He, he said, he said a, a piece that passes understanding. We said, no, the peas. <laughs> Not the peas. Oh. Oh, well, Johnny Enlow's talking about peas. Well, anyway, might as well talk about that now. <laughs> and then she'd go off on a, on a on a rampage. He posted on his Facebook about this I yesterday. Mean, it's so exciting. I absolutely, we love you and Elizabeth. We love your family. We're so excited about what the Lord's doing in the earth. And then when we hear just like things that he's giving you, or I look at your Facebook and I see things that you post, but then also the comments down below yeah. of what God is telling the people. I mean, what an exciting time to be alive. We are alive for such a time as this. It is absolutely incredible. No, that is that is really true. Thank you for all those uh, very nice comments. But it's it's true on our on a Facebook. Sometimes I just have to read. There's certain ones where I invite them. Okay, show tell us what the Lord's yep. speaking yeah. to, especially you seers and revelators, because we have a lot of them that follow us that don't that aren't known. And they will go into the thousands of comments, yeah. and I just and I, I I'll go into a you know a couple hundred and take a few hours and i was like man that is rich <laughs> and true. i think other people uh, realize that too so those become i think some of the favorites i need to do it again some of the favorites for people to come yeah. is uh, not just to hear what i'm saying but just kind of the we'll say the voice of many waters where there's yep. an echo the whole uh, you know the whole symphony is playing mm -hmm. their songs and telling telling god's story Man, that's so true. And then every Monday, uh, you've been on Elijah streams, which has been really Just fun hot. to watch you there. Yeah, I know it is. It's always incredible. And I wanted to share with the Flyover family in case they hadn't heard it. You had some things prophetically that the Lord has been showing you through sports and Aaron specifically, the name Aaron. And I would love for you to kind of dive into that today because it's really exciting what the Lord's and, doing. And, and maybe explain a little bit about how God shows himself around you in a really unique way that maybe other people are just missing or it's kind of a unique connection with you and God, but it's, but it's, you see, you just, if it was just one thing, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of, I mean, yeah. But then there's like, you know, 30, you know, that all confirm the same message everywhere around you. So it's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's such a unique thing. And uh, I love hearing it. Well, thank you. You know, that is the Lord likes to speak to us and really almost any area that we, where we're looking for him, uh, you know, you can be a, a stargazer and and not. I'm not really speaking on behalf of astrology. You can just uh, there's certain patterns and appearances we know. Yes, what the wise men were were led by, and so I think there's kind of any area of life if you're looking for him, um, he will begin to to speak in amazing ways. And he'll I, I, the sports part is that the way he's explained it to me. We'll say it this way is. Anytime there's a public and a, a massive platform, 
where people are already there and it becomes easy as a point of reference to refer to it and people know what we're talking about, such as if we're going to talk for a second here about Super Bowl, people know what the Super Bowl is Mm -hmm. and there's a message. So I've been kind of given, for instance, Super Bowl message, uh, I don't know, 15, I don't know how many years, 15, 20 years or smaller platforms back then used to just be our email list and things like that. And any big game, any uh, any big matchup, um, uh, really any any sport, there's a whole lot that has come from the horse racing. We won't do that uh, today, mm-hmm. but there, it's, it's amazing the details, the numbers, and everything. How he will be echoing a message that he's also speaking in other ways. Of course, it's not the only way um, to hear from God by any means. But so we'll just jump into this thing about the errands. And this has been just fun. Yeah. Um, it is so much year. fun. And let's put c- certain things together. Okay, Aaron was the first priest. You know, he was Moses' brother, mm-hmm. and he was the first priest for the Passover time coming out of there. We're in a Passover time. We're coming out of Egypt in all the, the big picture way we can look at it. And, the, you know, the deep state, the pharaohs, they it's a arduous process. It's taken longer than we imagine, mm-hmm. but it's really helping enough of the people wake up and all that kind of stuff. But Aaron means, honestly, his name means going from dark to light, Mm -hmm. which has been, we'll we'll say within the Patriot community, just one of those fun slogans, dark to light. And so that's what Aaron means. And I had already uh, made note of it, Super Bowl early, you know, that's played early this year. And if y'all remember the Super Bowl game, that was won by the Los Angeles Rams. I think it was 23 to 20. And they defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. And I wrote a prophetic word at the time because really the play that ended the game was a player named Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was a picture that um, I had in Elijah streams. I could, they could, uh, I should have had it sent here, but I'll we, we have it too. We have it on here. I sent it to Colton. Okay. Oh, good. Yep. The, one, the one that just, it was like way too crazy. Good. I know. Donald, he's the one that sacked Joe Burrow. Um, and, and that was really there was no more chance of them coming back. So it was the, is the, the, you know, the defining play of the game. And so I think I wrote a prophetic word back then, Donald sacks, Joe game over. Yep. And so you, and that's how the Super Bowl ended. Yep. That's how the Super Bowl ended. <laughs> Donald sacks, Joe. Okay. So you put other things uh, uh, together with that. Yeah. Aaron Donald. So Aaron's a priest. And so even the way the Lord's using, uh, Donald Cyrus, I've anointed Cyrus. He is my one. You know, it didn't matter how holy Cyrus was. That's the Isaiah 45 um, um, situation we've spoken. You know, it's been a year or two. But anyway, we won't go in, into that one for, for time's sake. But so Aaron Donald um, sacks Joe Burrow. And I had I didn't really give much time to B-U-R-R-O-W, his last name, Joe. If you look that word up, it's Tunnel. So Joe of the Tunnels gets sacked by Aaron Donald, and essentially the game's over. Well, just to make the story more exciting, as we've come down the baseball season, for those who, uh, even if you don't watch baseball, again, watching a whole game of baseball is not much more exciting than watching paint dry. But at checking onto the scores and the highlights and the home runs and, and the, the, the stories surrounding it's always been um, interesting. And so I'm now going to tell you about Aaron Donald. No, the picture that they had from Elijah List is a picture of Aaron Donald that had uh, his back his and the ram's horn. It's the one I sent you, Colton. Can you put that up yeah. for us? 
It has number 99. It mm-hmm. has DT because he's defensive tackle. But we also yep. know for our purposes, DT, Donald Trump. Yep. So it was like, I couldn't believe um, all, all the the things that were caught in one. I didn't even send that one to the live streams, but they put it up. I'll tell a part about Aaron Donald and then we can, uh, uh, I mean, Aaron Judge now. So we have another Aaron. So this, if you've been following baseball, or even if you're not, Aaron Judge has been highlighted because he was in pursuit of the home run record. First of all, Babe Ruth, he tied Babe Ruth at 60. And then it was a long time he couldn't pass 60. And um, Aaron Judge, then then it was 61, which tied him all time with Roger Maris. And then he finally was able, right before the season ended, hit number 62. So it kept emphasizing 60, 61, and 62. And so there is a message, to, according to how much time we have to go into those uh, those numbers that um, is is amazing, but here's the the part. So there was Aaron Donald, and this guy's Aaron Judge. Of course, mm-hmm. Judge. Um, you don't need a whole lot of explaining on, on the significance <laughs> of that name as well. But just to make things, um, you know, I, for me, it's like how can you not see God in this? Both right. Aaron's, both Aaron's. You look at their weight; they are listed as 282 pounds, not 280, but 282 pounds. And they're both 30 years old. I think Aaron Donald has now passed 31. But when he did that, when he was highlighted, he was 30 years old. Aaron Judge is 30 years old, both 282 pounds, Mm -hmm. both named Aaron, and both being highlighted in sport. And number 99. And they're both number 99, which takes us to look at something at Psalm 99. So you're like, what are the odds, yeah, of... These these players, yeah, there he is, listed two eighty two. You know, when I, when I first heard that, I, I, I thought there's no way they're the same size because you think of Aaron Donald as just a monstrous defensive tackle. But this dude's thick, man. He's like six five, six seven, I think, something like that. Aaron Judge, and like that's a big frame, you know, because because so, he, he looks thin, but he's so tall, yeah, and just pure yeah. muscle. So it's like, man, that's a that's a big guy to be whacking a baseball. So again, keeping the Aaron as the primary meta narrative here, we're going from dark to light. So he's emphasizing him and part of what he's doing. It's also his priestly operation. He has made us kings and priests to our God. So he is redeeming things. Is what a priest was for. God is redeeming things on earth. And so he is, he's taking care of, there's a sacking of Joe that is taking place, has taken place, depending where you're on the narrative of it all. It's one way or the other. It's, it's taking place. He's kind of serving. He's, uh, he's, the best thing going for the great awakening is to, for him to, to stay there because it, it, it helps even those in an absolute coma, but some are, <laughs> some are still, some are still in a coma. So the, the number 99, again, all the numbers are supposed to lead us to something. And we will, we'll yep. just mention this one. So number 99, uh, because they're both number 99 again, how do you, how do you, yeah. how do you schedule that? You know, how do you, how do you make that happen? And, and so the emphasis, that takes us to Psalm number 99. So we have the Aaron there. And interestingly enough, and again, we're just going to skim through. It's not that long anyway. It's only nine verses. But verse 9, Moses and Aaron were among his priests. So we're looking at Aaron, and then they have the number 99. And you actually have Psalm 99 that mentions the name Aaron as well down in um, verse 6, as, as you'll see it. But... It's a it's a great chapter for keeping us on 
Again, on the narrative from heaven standpoint, the Lord reigns just right there. The Lord reigns. That's been one of the hardest things for God's people, for anybody to believe right now, because things look out of control. It looks like, you know, we've had the killers on all the seven mountains and we've had these uh, these deep staters multi-generationally looking on how to kill us. And they've been doing it in some ways. And yet the first statement there is the Lord reigns. And that's one of the things that he's drawing Come attention on. to out of this 99 and the fact that he has an Aaron who sacks Joe and he has an Aaron who's going for, you know, and we're going to get on to Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, Isaiah 62, just a, a brief, uh, a, a brief tell on each one of those, but you will really get encouraged just to read Psalm 99. So I'll leave that more as even as homework, the Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He lives, he dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion. He is high above all the peoples, uh, and he has let them praise your great and awesome name. And verse four, the, the king's strength also loves justice. Amen. And one word will say loves judgment. And so you have Aaron judge, justice, judge. Uh, you have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. And twice it says, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. And, it, you know, it speaks right into, uh, in verse seven, he spoke to them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance he gave them. So it refers back even to the Exodus and the time they were, they were leaving the bondage of, of, of Egypt. And then it ends with exalt the Lord, our God worship at his holy hill for the Lord, our God is holy. So there's a need, even as we awaken and awaken to our responsibilities, the thing we have to do, you know, we begin operating as orphans, if we don't, if we don't realize that we yeah. still serve a God who's greater yeah. than all than all these things, so that's one of the main messages mm-hmm. uh, to come out of it. And then just a brief take again, it's more homework. Somebody who really wants to be encouraged as well. The um, the Isaiah sixty. So again, the conversation was about sixty sixty. When's he going to hit? Is he going to do sixty? Is he going to tie Babe Ruth? Is Aaron Judge going to going to do so? And so it delayed long enough for the emphasis to to be on there. And then he did. And, and Isaiah 60 is the one that's, you know, we'll just read the first three verses. Arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Then it goes on to say nations will walk to the light of the sons of God, depending what version of the Bible you have and all that kind of stuff. So Isaiah 60, the attention is Isaiah 60, arise, shine, you know, the great awakening. Why do you have to arise? Because you've been laying down. Why you've been laying down? Because you're asleep. Mm -hmm. What do you sleep? You were put to sleep. And so um, these things are all speaking into this great awakening. I've said many times the great awakening is being preceded. The front end of it's a rude awakening. And the rude awakening is how gross the darkness is. You see the verse uh, two, behold, the darkness will cover the people and deep darkness the the people that were deep darkness, one place is gross darkness. Mm-hmm. It's another level of, of, of darkness. This is part of been my surprise. You know, I, I, I am used to interacting uh, in government in many nations and, and seeing corruption. Um, and so I wasn't surprised by, we'll say, basic darkness, mm-hmm. corruption. Yep. But then to understand this is Luciferian darkness. Mm-hmm. This is uh-huh. uh, bloodshedding, bloodletting, cannibalistic um adrenochrome, uh, yep. whatever else you want to go. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's deep darkness. Yep. Yeah. And he said, the answer for that is arise, shine. You arise, Amen. you shine, your light mm-hmm. has come. The glory of the Lord has risen on you. Of course, that's the message being 
we're all trying to get out to the Patriots. Yep. You got to arise and shine, not out of panic, but there are consequences when we don't arise and shine. Yep. And that's why rule. we are where we are right now. Yeah. Because there's been a real pride in this whole, you know, hey, we're the silent majority. We'll just bury our heads in the sand. We're going to allow them to take prayer out of school. All these different things that have happened over the years because we were silent and we didn't speak up. Yeah. And you have it right behind your head. I'm seeing it. You know, wake up, speak up, show up. That's yep. I 60. So yep. that's what it is. And mm-hmm. and then if you do it enough, you know, uh, his glory will be seen on you. Nations will walk to the light of the sons of God. What's possible is that this shifts into a whole different narrative. And I was looking for my book. I didn't plan on, I have a book uh, out of print right now, but um, from 2015, uh, Seven Mountain Renaissance, Renaissance Vision and Strategy through 2050. Okay. And I say that there's going to be an awakening that that takes place. And by the year 2050, we'll have 50 nations at least 50 nations that walk primarily to the light of the sons of God. Wow. Man. Yeah. And even when I wrote it, I'm like, what is going to happen in society to cause this shift? And we're going through it. This is yep. it. This is the transition. This is the great yep. awakening. Uh, <laughs> Cause they're trying to kill you in every way possible through yep. vaccines, through food, through big pharma, through every means, every means possible. Yep. And so the, the 60, from the 60 home runs is to lead us to this, this uh, Isaiah 60. And it's just full of, uh, you know, it's just a beautiful chapter all along. And, and there's a whole thing of, of resources being turned over to righteous people in that kind of way that's that's there throughout there. Even when it says his glory will be seen upon you, that word glory is there. There is an aspect of it that does refer to uh, resources because you'll say the glory of nations will come to you. Well, what's he's talking about? The glory of nations is the resources of nations. And so, but Isaiah 60, remember that. We'll try to keep it simple. Isaiah 60, the 60 home runs yep. is about awake, arise, mm-hmm. shine your light. As again, what's behind uh, Stacy's head there is mm-hmm. wake up, shake up. Uh, wake up, up, speak up and show up. Speak up. That's what it is. Yep. Speak Wake up. up show speak up. up. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. That's yep. taking away the Bibleese, uh, King James uh, mm-hmm. version of the Bible. That's what it is. And then you go to Isaiah sixty-one, which has become just recently so uh, highlighted to me over and over. And that's the one that could he hit his sixty-first home run, tying Roger Maris. And so there was all these game after game where even Roger Maris's son is in the crowd, sitting with yeah. Aaron Judge's mom and. And yeah, put that put that up there because this is really something to be highlighted right now. The spirit of the sovereign Lord. Well, depending what version of the what's that? What version there. do you use, Johnny? I, I read multiple, and I'm I'm reading um, New King James Version, which that might be. Yep. I actually remember the song. Well, I'll go yeah. to the spirit of the Lord is God is upon me uh, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Now, if we stop right there, that has been the traditional thinking for the church. Is mm-hmm. yes, we got to preach good tidings to the poor. You have to understand back in Isaiah 61, there was no idea of preaching salvation like Jesus saves because there's no Jesus saves concept. Mm -hmm. So good tidings to the poor was not about even their eternal salvation. And it goes on to tell the practical, pragmatic, real reaching of society. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound. We do the application for us today. We understand this is about you know, sent for the human trafficking. There's been, yep. we've all been slaves to some level or another, the human traffic 
ones are the ones that are the most obvious. And even that's accepted even by the non-censoring media as being somewhere in the vicinity of 40 million around the planet. The opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort, comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. These next couple of verses, keep raising it. I could read it from my, from my Bible. He's got this it. is the part. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. One of the things I point out right there, when he talks about us being called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. See, there's a lot of people have this being some explosive moment when Jesus comes or something like that. But when he makes you his planting and you're called trees that were righteousness in Spanish, justicia, trees of justice, he's talking about you being for my, we'll use my language of the seven mountains in the mountain of government representing him, that you are an instrument in some way, or you could do, be, you're doing that if you're, you know, if you're guarding the electoral tables and, and, and any way participating in the process of making the election more transparent, you are being one of these trees of justice, a planting of the Lord, but we got to not do this just for like this election. This is now our right. new normal, but this is, this is the part where it gets mm really fantastic. And they will rebuild the old ruins. So he's not just anointing us in order so we can preach John 3.16. That's typical revival where I go into reformation. They will rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. We're just, I'm just going to stop there, even though the, again, the whole chapter mm-hmm. is amazing, but rebuilding old ruins, raise up the former desolation. There is a transfer of wealth coming. There is going to be an abundance that takes uh, place. This, we should remember that this scripture is quoted by Jesus in Luke 4.18, right before he begins his own, right before he begins his own ministry. He says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. And he goes into this, this thing. He doesn't, you know, he just mentions the first, there's, a reason why he stops where he does. I won't go into it for 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 time's sake here. But that chapter is loaded with an anointing uh, that he has available for his sons and daughters. He wants us to arise, shine, and wake up to an Isaiah 61 mm-hmm. way of thinking and processing. Not a we're running off to uh, you know to hide hide somewhere. We're going to try to survive this thing out last. Right. Pull off yep. the grid. I'm just, you know, there's a lot of that in in the church and the body of Christ, a lot of fear, but that is not why we arise and shine. That is not why the spirit of God, I I still revert to the song, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. This is what Jesus said. I've been anointed. I've been anointed to preach freedom for the captives. So the kingdom of God comes and the first thing it does is declare freedom. Not order. We gotta get that. That's the other thing Christians mess up. Is like mm-hmm. we have Christians who want to be first about order. No, the first thing the, the kingdom of God does is come and preach freedom. Out of that freedom, every other good thing will happen. Yeah. But in that freedom, He also wants His sons and daughters who are willing to work with Him on rebuilding ruined generations, yes. cities. Like you all probably know that, but you know, just if you've really begun to see the damage that's been done. You know, we can look at fancy buildings and nice parks and things. But honestly, if you could see in the spirit realm, just our nation, which is a privileged uh-huh. nation, yep. it should it should look 
as bad or worse than a World War II carpet bombed London or whatever else. And you know it when you see the damage done to families, mm -hmm. families yeah. that are broken up, the confusion, the, um, you know, because the narrative is not known, you have people split up in two or three different minds and opinions. Uh -huh. People have been poisoned by the vaccination. They've been poisoned by media. They've been poisoned media. by so many yeah. things. And, and so we have, it's brutal to look at people. You go, man, the enemy has been getting away with murder. Literally, yeah. he's been getting away with beating us up. And so yeah. there's a restoration and part of that restoration is us being willing to stay, you know, the, the new Christian thinking is not just focused on weekends, your free time and church. It's like, no, show up. In fact, if you have a church, if you have a choice, choice of showing up Sunday or showing up as the church Monday through Friday, do the latter. Yeah. That's where we've missed it. We haven't yeah. we haven't lacked the other. We've had plenty. But we were an embarrassment to the kingdom of God over the last two years. The cowardice that was mm -hmm. shown by our lead pastors, lead churches, lead ministries, 90% of them are an embarrassment to the kingdom. They, were, they, they weren't just cowards. They were literally advancers of the Antichrist agenda on planet Earth. And it's a bad so thing. True. But that's not the good news. The good news is, so Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, and hey, then... Can, can hey, we John, actually ahead. touch on that? Because I, I want to talk I a little a question more about that. Too, right yeah. there. I was going to say, just from a baseball perspective, it jumps out at me that... Um, it was so tainted uh, during the, the the home run derby era, you know, with mm -hmm. steroids and things that that those records almost kind of got asterisks, you know, uh, by them what players did during that window. And then you got this new era, you know, Aaron Judge. It's like it's like bringing a purity mm -hmm. and, a, and an integrity back to those numbers and to baseball as a whole, where you mm -hmm. actually you know respect him and you know that he's playing up above board. Um, it's just interesting. And his story's incredible. Well, yeah, it's un it's incredible as well. But yeah. it's just it seems yeah, like it's, it's like it's like yes, yes it's, it's bringing a newness to that sport that was kind of you know the world kind of had a bad taste in its mouth about baseball. And so when you have a judge come in that is operating at a higher standard of yeah. cleanliness and purity of of performance, it's just interesting. It is. It is. I, I wanted to bring up Johnny because I thought it was really interesting how that sixty one the Lord just kept highlighting sixty one. Can you go through? I do have the the numbers here, but the the Roger Maris on the sixty one to when his sixty one hit was like in nineteen sixty one, sixty one years ago. I, mean, I just think that is so fun. Yeah, no, you've got a. Um, let's see where I have. I, I might have it just by memory, but yeah. So Roger Maris hit his sixty first home run sixty one years ago in nineteen sixty one. I think that's amazing. And he was number nine. Yes. So, so he was like, not quite there. So we're now into the double portion kind of deal of the whole thing. So you have the guy that's breaking his record is, is 99. And you're, and you're right, David, what you're, you're saying there, you know, had not to knock on, on them, but you know, the guy, Barry Bond, Sammy Sosa, Mark, yeah. uh, um, McGuire. Mark, Mark McGuire, Mark, Mark McGuire having hit more home runs, but they are all tainted by it. So they're not even, it wasn't even considered that he's actually uh, comparing, uh, fighting with him. It's clearly different because, you know, the guy that was number two, so he hits he, he hits uh, um, 62 home runs, and I think the guy that was number two was like 46. And so like 16 home runs. It's not like everybody's up there. He is way up there. But, yeah, he's 30 years old. He's supposed to be, you know, he's humble. People like him. He's got Christian character. So there is – 
part of the the justice of God coming in. It's interesting yeah. that this is all happening in New York City, even Babe Ruth, New York City, Roger Maris, New York City, yeah, Arizona, is. New York City. Where is it where the enemy has, you know, come oh, in like a yeah. flood as well? And even where is, if you know, it's not his, 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 uh, I don't know where Trump ultimately considers himself from, but there's a whole yep. New York City uh, component of where, where he's from. And so it's, 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 a, it's on display. New York City is on, on display. So this is kind of another way the Lord says this is central news. Um, I, I love that. I, something that, that jumped out at me, I wanted to actually, um, ask you a question about it because this whole nine, because Roger Maris was nine, you got Aaron Donald 99, you got Aaron Judge 99. Well, it was interesting because I have my journal here. Um, on October the 2nd, 2022, I was in my quiet time and the Lord told me to to write out the number like 10-02-2022. And he told me to add all of those numbers together, the one plus the two plus the two plus the two plus the two, and it actually equaled nine. Wow. And so I was like, okay, I was like, okay. And then he said, look up the number nine. And it said, divine completeness, finality, Jesus died at the ninth hour. And um, so I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then I think it was right after that, that I watched your whole thing on talking about Roger Maris and all of that and the nines. And then I actually got a text from a friend of ours who uh, who said, um, he was talking about four and five, 45 equals nine. And a lot of people, David said, refer That's to That's like President slang Trump. for Trump is just to call him nine. Yeah. Call him nine on the thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, the Lord is really highlighting these nines. That's and then to have the double portion of the 99 with these two guys, I just thought, okay, this is really significant what the Lord is saying right now. Well, and what you, it really is. And, you know, Roger, Roger means message received and understood. Like Roger, Roger, yep. Roger, that. Yep. So uh, we're saying, like, have you received the message and understood what he's saying about Aaron? And then you have just it, on the bigger picture for you know, there he is, yep. Aaron Rogers. Um, so there's Aaron, and then Rogers. Um, he is the MVP of all of uh, football, you know, for for last year. And then just to add a little bit to it from this last weekend, there is a whole message there. So we're in the baseball playoffs. And my Atlanta Braves, they were knocked out. You know, they're the defending world champions. They're knocked out by the Phillies. And and there's a whole other message there. But the pitcher who won the game uh, for them so that they go to now playing for a spot in the World Series is Aaron Nola. Aaron Michael Nola. So another Aaron, he will be 30. Uh, he's not quite 30. He'll be, he'll be 30 next, um, next year, middle of next year. But yeah. Hey, wow. That's pretty quick word. That, that was, uh, that was, that was really good. So we have this Aaron thing going again. And, and what's the, you know, what's interesting about the Phillies? Well, where are they from? They're from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And what else is interesting about Philadelphia? Well, in 1776, that was our capital, the Liberty Bell. That's its home is there. What verse does a Liberty Bell have on it? It's Leviticus 25, 9 or 10 or something that talks about the year of Jubilee and you should blow. They made a connection with the, 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 the sound of freedom that the bell rings being equal to the blowing of the trumpet um, that, that takes place. And so there's other attention to Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Phillies. And then his, his brother, 
Uh, he's, he's Austin Nola is the catcher that plays for the San Diego Padres. So now we have, so the, the mighty have fallen, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets all won way over a hundred games. And then the St. Louis Cardinals. And you had the two teams, the two weakest teams in the playoffs were Philadelphia Phillies and San Diego Padres. Allegedly, they both only had wins in the eighties and they are now playing for a spot in the, in the world series. But there is a message from the Lord. Uh, related to to all this, even even there. So the city of brotherly love, taking us back to original constitution, original republic, original yeah. capital, and then San Diego Padres. All those words, if you recognize them, are actually Spanish. San Diego Padres, if you uh, understand it, direct translation from Spanish, would be the Saint James Fathers. So it's about spiritual fathers. Mm-hmm. So spiritual fathers, brotherly love. This is who the Lord's like saying. <laughs> oh, wow. The, that's what he's looking for. This is who he wants to release the Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61 anointing a call. He wants you to rise and shine to be deliverers. Yeah. Of your family or your region, your city, even nations. And he wants you basically to carry the spirit of brotherly love and, and carry this heart of the fathers, you know? Uh, and so it's amazing that fathers and brothers yep. are being the ones that are, that are emphasized Padres and Phillies. And so it's, and then there's another Aaron in the, in the, in the middle of, of that, that mix. And so it's part of the fun stuff going on. What's that? That is really the, what, cool. That Aaron, uh, the baseball pitcher. What's, is his last name mean something? Nola. Um, no, N O L A. Sometimes it's been New Orleans, Louisiana. He's actually born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So that was okay. interesting. Um, I haven't looked up what his last name um, means. His middle name, Michael, was very interesting yeah. um, uh, to me as well. But it wasn't important. You know, the fact that the Dodgers, the Los Angeles, the Angels and the yeah. Braves, that was an important part of the message last year. The Lord wants courage and we want to work with the Angels. But it's like the Lord is adding to it. It's like you already know that. That's what will hold you for the long, you know, the whole season. They were the champions of their division. So actually the Philadelphia Phillies came in third place in the Braves division, but they just beat the Braves and knocked knocked them out. So yeah, courage, bravery, work with the angels. But he's also saying, hey, don't forget, it's about brotherly love. This is about you stepping outside your own little bounds. And then it's like, he's looking for spiritual moms and dads, you know, mm-hmm. mothers and fathers who can look at the devastation of our land. Really. Those are the ones who he wants to anoint with the spirit of the sovereign Lord yeah. anointing of Isaiah 61. You look and look at the devastation. It's a devastation of multiple generations. The enemy has, has taken over these uh, seven mountains, not just in the last five years, this is a multi-generational thing he has done. And so it's time to arise in, in, uh, and understand that you, your spiritual fathers, because that's it's a whole spiritual thing. San Diego Padres, yeah. it's a spiritual uh, 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 dynamic that this is what we do. We arise and shine as spiritual parents, and don't think of it as something we just do in church. Now the whole world is our church. You know, the whole world is our congregation, mm-hmm. and we must be responsible as salt and light there, or the darkness will continue to do what it's been doing to us, which yep. is trampling yeah. us. You know, you, there they were 30. Both of these guys were 30. Aaron Donald's now turned 31. But at the time, he was 30 when that happened. This is Aaron Judge is 30. And then Jesus was 30 when he started his ministry. Uh, one thing I, I was looking at, Isaiah 61, that's what uh, Jesus read in the temple, right? Uh, and was he 30 at the time when he read it? Yes, that was good. You, uh, Yeah, I don't have them all right. But it's a, great, it's a good point. So two in two ways. So 30 is a number of maturity. 
And so Joseph was brought before Pharaoh when he's 30. It's time to mm-hmm. rule and reign, okay? It's time not just to be in prison, not to be struggling. This is a word for the body of Christ. Hey, everybody yeah. rise up as Josephs. This is a time to carry who I am into a mm-hmm. practical place in society, participate with society. Enough of being in your own whatever uh, prison. David was 30 when he began to reign, uh, you know, for 40 years as king. And so Jesus began his ministry at 30. A point I was making with Judge being 30 and Aaron Donald being 30 when he did that is the Lord is speaking. It's important that they weren't 33 because right. 33 is when Jesus was dying. Because we have a lot of people prophesying the end of times, the end yeah. of everything. But Jesus was just, he said this scripture of Isaiah 61 when he was just starting. Yep. It was the starting of his ministry of freeing the people. So there's a a, a startup for the kingdom age, the kingdom era Amen. that he is announcing through even the age. Like, I don't know how God does. How, how do you, I mean, just one more time. How do you orchestrate and have two errands, have a 99, <laughs> you make them have this amazing years. You make them, they both weigh 282. They're, uh, you know, th- 30 years character. old. There he is. That was, yep. the, that was the, the great. So, you see that there's the ram's horn at the bottom. That's yep. how you announce freedom and liberty. So Aaron Donald with the D, uh, DT, you know, Donald Trump. Right but there in the center. Back. And and then you, you see the Los Angeles, the angels. So Donald's working with the angel. And then somebody put up there, we the, the article number one of the Constitution, which is uh, uh, a great thing. But yeah, that just, I don't know what it does for anybody else, but it just thrills me when my... Me when my God talks to me like that, I'm like, man, how did you do that? <laughs> it is. It's so exciting. It's so well, it, cool. It's, it's, well, it's almost like taking cards and throwing them in the air and they land in like, a, you know, a, a house of cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like, wow, God, you know, and, and you get this feeling a little bit that, you know, we say it on the show all the time that God's not, you know, chewing his nails. Nope. Uh, God's not, God's not surfing the internet, trying to look for clues and answers of what's going on. Um, he's not falling off the throne. Um, he's not caught off guard. He's not nervous. It's like, it's like he, he's, he, he's above it all and he's in it all and he's above us, but he's in us working through us and partnering with us mm-hmm. and, and leading us through this process together like a good dad. Yes. And that's so important what you just said there. And, and I think that's why it's good to go back to that first line. Sometimes there's too many things to remember. So that Psalm 99, if you forget everything else, the Lord reigns. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's, that's what we're saying. It's like, how does he orchestrate that? How do we have free will? And he still orchestrates 299, 282 guys <laughs> that are that are stars at the same time, key point and key age and, and, and everything. The Lord reigns. Period. And let the peoples tremble. And if you want to know who he wants to eat, the, the, the rebellious people, they can tremble uh, right now. And so, you know, it just shows his, it, it, it seems so obvious the Lord reigns, but you all have to have known, you find out certain things. You're like, are you sure you reign? I've asked him that the last <laughs> two and a half years. Uh, i like, how are you reigning? And, and so that's what's so awesome about seeing these things in sports. Like there's yes. a visible, like if you can't convince people any other way, except the more skeptical person would go, Oh my goodness. Yeah. How do you orchestrate yeah. 299s, two errands, two key um, the moments, all these things. And then you're like, okay, it's because he reigns yeah. and it's not, he reigns. Therefore we do nothing. Right. It's yes. he reigns. Therefore we participate with him yeah. 
in his victory. That is so good. And then did you want to uh, cover Isaiah 62? Anything there that you wanted to talk about? Well, it, it, that was a whole message on its own. I'll only briefly say because there is, it becomes important moving forward. Uh, this, the whole thing of Isaiah 62, because that's where it ended. And after he hit a 60 mm-hmm. second home run, they pull him, they rest him the rest of the year. It's like, let's not go past 62. And so it's assurance of Zion's salvation. And it's all about Jerusalem. And, and, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness goes forth as righteousness. In verse six, I've set watchmen on your walls of Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. And, and I really, I, I'd say go back from a week ago, can't remember if a week ago or two weeks ago on, um, on Elijah's streams, because there is this thing of, it's, there's a complicated story relating Israel to be played out. And I don't know where y'all stand, but we've been defenders and have taken trips to Israel many times in recent years, have one scheduled for um, next year. But there is a complicated thing to be sorted out because you find out this thing called the Khazarian Mafia, which is really about fake Jews and really their mm-hmm. role in establishing present Israel and the fact that they essentially run the seven mountains. Uh, they rule the Knesset, they rule Mossad, they rule uh, and other places. And they're kind of, um, again, they're really from, um, they're, they're not from Shem, they're from Japheth and they know it. Um, and, and that's, People, I, I know. I'm once I tell one thing, and I go, "Well, I got to explain that." And it, <laughs> it, but it's there. Bottom line: we're going to have to watch Israel because the Lord is going to have to. He's going to use President Trump to simultaneously protect true Israel. But uh, the, it's like we're finding here: the enemy is within us. Like we keep looking for the enemy out outside there. So there's kind of a fake. Israel, there's a scripture in Revelation that talks about those who call themselves Jews but are not. Mm. And, and, and you know, it was, it was the Lord speaking of a bad situation. We'll just put it that. So this is not an anti-Semitic uh, thing. It's a pro-Semitic uh, conversation, but it's how the Lord actually has to eliminate that which or expose and extract those who look like they're Israel and they're not. And so it's a complicated process. You know, I think even in the, if you follow the Q stuff and whatever there is, Israel will be last and there's almost no conversation. It's understood that it's so complex, so difficult. Um, And just my statement on it, and I feel just the Lord on it right now again, why Jerusalem, Jerusalem, what's the big deal with Jerusalem? Well, here's the deal. God in the flesh, and that's who Jesus was. He shed literal blood. So it's God's blood. Mm. Never had God's blood been shed anywhere, but it was shed in Jerusalem. That's powerful. So that city has to have ultimate restoration. There has to be, it says, hey, you who watch on the wall, give me no rest. Give him no rest. Give me no rest, he's saying, until I make Jerusalem a praise. Uh, We cannot skip the Jerusalem component, which connects to Israel as well. Jerusalem has to be made a good story in all the earth. It's part of this whole thing, ultimately. And it's very complicated, very complex, very uh, um, hidden uh, from it's just not clear at all. What's the good thing going on there? There's some good things you go there, you know about. But there's a reason why every hook of darkness tries to go into into Jerusalem because it has a guarantee. The blood of Jesus has guaranteed that Jerusalem will have a a, a majestic place in mm. 
in all the earth because mm. just one thing alone, one thing alone. It's not if you don't like about Abraham, about the Jews, about anything else. The blood of God Himself was given freely when He could have called ten thousand angels and taken yeah. care of everybody. Freely given the sacrifice for all humanity. And if the blood of Jesus cannot restore, cannot change, cannot redeem the physical geographical place where Jesus died, then how is it supposed to cover the sins of the whole world? It can't. And so this is part of the storyline. And that's why there is an attention. The judge is saying, yeah, Isaiah 60, arise. Isaiah 61, you're going to now be rebuilding cities and nations Prepare yourself to receive resources, presence, anointing to give good news. I want you to join in with me. And then he's like, there is the Israel story, the Jerusalem story. That's still, we're going to get on that as well. And so there's great significance into those three numbers. I love it. Hey, we are actually going to be in Israel the same time that you and Elizabeth are there. We're going to be with Steve Schultz and Kat Kerr. Oh, awesome. I know. I didn't even ask him. We might be scheduling it around the same time. Well, we haven't, I think we're, we haven't quite locked in, but we're probably in the general, uh, say, well, that's so good that y'all are going there. I that know. So We've always wanted to we go and thought that would be the time to go. Our, our, our kids are all going with us. We're going as a whole team and we'll do some live broadcasts from there or whatever. And, and uh, it'll be good what they do. Ours will obviously be significantly better. But, um, <laughs> That is awesome. (laughs) I think we're doing the David tour. So we're going to make the stops in all the places that connect strongly with David. We're going to go to the valley where David took out Goliath. We'll tell the story there. And and, um, and to the degree we can in the various places. And we we expect things to be opened up. So we want to, because some people have been so many times, it's like, well, you can just do the basic tour. And, and so we're in some ways, perhaps uh, we're great for first timers as well, but um, we're also really good for those who like, okay, I already know all the main stops and it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to get you fully released with the spirit of David on this tour. Ironically, just wonder if you're in the wrong tour because your name is David. No, that's okay. (laughs) This is actually our first time going. Yeah, I can't uh, believe we've never been. I know. And I was, uh, we were, I was talking to Elizabeth and I told her that we were going and we were, when we were going, she was like, are you serious? I mean, we were blown away that we were going to be there around the same time as you all. So it's going to be, it's going to be great. We're really looking forward to it. But that's, there's amazing. Cause I just met uh, Sunday, a friend I hadn't seen in a long time. He, he's going to be taking a team about the same time. Wow. And I keep finding, you're like, how does that happen? We independently know somehow there's, we have this homing system from mm-hmm. heaven's like, you know what, Israel, it's complex. It's complicated. Yep. We don't yes. know who's who right now and who are the Kazarian Jews and who are not and who's, and how does this work and how does all the covenants and things work, but there's something yep. important about something. being yeah. there. Yep. That's right. And I'll just say, you'll see, I believe you'll see there's, you know, there's, there's a compass point that begins to operate in a more correct way after you've been to Israel. Mm. It's just wow. like Amen. you, you, it, there's something it does to you to walk in this tiny little land and to actually be on the sea of Galilee and to realize this little, it's cause it's small area. Like the God of the universe spent all his time here. And he, he just, it's like, Man, it just, and it knocks it out of just kind of the, was that a Bible? Was it fable or was it what it it was? You know, because it'll tell you where he was and the the remnants of it and and all that. And it's like, 
I don't know. For me, it, it changed my life forever. Once I went the, the the first time, not that it's easy to uh, to figure out mm-hmm. um, um, everything, but there is just just there's something I think that the Lord loves of us trying to uh, not ignore the honor that's due Israel yeah. and their role. Yeah. I mean, you can't ignore. This is the people. This is the group. Yep. This is the place where He did it all. That's and right. It's like, it's for the whole earth that the whole earth might know. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Mm-hmm. So He loved the world. It's not for God so loved Israel. It's for God so loved the world. Yeah. But He did it in Israel. It's like, yeah. man, we yeah. got to check into that. You know. So cool. That's exactly. Johnny, right. thanks for being you. Yeah, Th- we just love you and Elizabeth so much. Yes, you're such a bright light, mm-hmm. and you're so consistent, and and uh, you're just like a, like a really like a really pure note. Mm-hmm. in the orchestra right now in this time. I thank you for that. I appreciate you saying that, David. I appreciate you saying that. So you can, well, you can love go to, what y'all are doing. Thank, thank you, you John. You can go to restore7.org. To, there's all kinds of great books and products there. Yes. You can also go to Rumble. You're going to find Johnny and Elizabeth on Rumble. When you go to Rumble, they have a show that is absolutely incredible on Rumble. And then you can also find them on Facebook when you go to Johnny plus Elizabeth Inlow on Facebook. I follow them there. It's like a little plus sign. Yep. I, I check that regularly because there's always incredible things. And then every Monday, Johnny is on Elijah Streams, and you can find him on Rumble at Elijah Streams on Rumble. Johnny, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.